Hello everyone, it's been several weeks since I've done an episode, and before we jump back in to intensive topics on Christianity, I wanted to ramble about what's been happening as well as about the topic of long-suffering. There really is no particular reason that long-suffering came up, I just believe it to be a super important topic. So, this will be an unplanned ramble-a-thon, just like before, and it'll be briefly informational about what happened in the in the past couple weeks, as well as where I'm going to go in the future. Thank you for tuning in, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to The Whitaker Show. This is a show geared towards talking about the many key lessons and takeaways of Christianity with an eye towards apologetics. Thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, so things have been gone for almost a month now. Um, as far things as far as the show, I should say, and what's been happening is I went on vacation, and then upon going on vacation, I managed to contract COVID, which wasn't the best experience, but also wasn't the worst. You know, praise God, it wasn't like anything that's been happening on the news or other people have experienced where they've died or had to been on ventilators in a hospital. Um, essentially. I had gotten it on that Sunday that I had came back and then I started showing small symptoms, but I hadn't had a fever yet. So I went and got tested and it said negative. So then I'd gone to work that next day, even though I wasn't feeling amazing, but I ended up leaving work because I was pretty sure that I had a low grade fever. So that entire week, I, I didn't go back to the doctor. I basically just um, I called out of work because I was feeling so bad. And then for about six days, and then on the seventh day, I went back to the doctor saying, look, you guys got to test me. You guys got to do something because I haven't got any better. I've got low-grade fevers. Um, I'm feeling very nauseous, that kind of stuff. It's basically like flu-like symptoms. And so they... They sent off a test that wasn't, that wasn't going to get back for three days, but they went ahead and gave me a sheet saying, hey, you know, your, your client most likely has COVID. So they went ahead and gave me two booster shots and a bunch of pills and went ahead and treated me for COVID, even though they didn't know. And also I had managed to contract pneumonia in my left lung, which is probably because I spent so long being sick without being addressed. So then that whole second week, I was, I was basically fine by Tuesday, the the medicine kicked in and I, I was I was literally a whole new person in like two days. But that pneumonia takes a little bit a, a, a little bit longer to beat than flu-like symptoms. So the entire second week of COVID that I was off work was basically just me coughing all day long. So long story short, that happened. And so I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. I no longer have a cough, which is good. I feel confident enough to do an entire episode and that kind of stuff. So, um, now that things are back on track though, I plan on doing, I'm trying to debate on whether I want to do shorter episodes about topics and just pump out more content for you guys, or if I wanted to keep going with kind of like our long form 18 to 22 minute episodes, um, that's more in depth than normal. If anybody's listening to this and that's something that you want to weigh in on, you can always shoot me an email at any time at the Whitaker Show um, d- dot com. Let me get you guys the actual email. I always forget about it because I don't ever really 
consult it, but it's also on the web on the website at thewhitakershow.com. Let me look that up. I'll have to get back to that in a minute. So, essentially, what's happening is, is the show's going to keep going. I have no plans to stop it. Um, in fact, I do plan on start bringing in speakers and people to consult on the show, so I can bring in some other opinions and do some some minor debates, so that we can kind of see what the logic that I'm trying to bring to well, not the logic that I'm trying to bring to Christianity, but the logic that's already in Christianity looks like when it is talked about with other people you know it's it's one thing to just talk about it on my end and to just talk about what you're supposed to do and, what, and how this works but it's another thing to interface with somebody else on it that email is the Whitaker show email at gmail.com which again you can also find at my website thewhitakershow.com in case you want to weigh in on if you want shorter or longer episodes so that being said, I want to kind of like encourage you guys um, that even though things can get rough, what's cool is that it's all about your connections that you make. I was reading an article on you know like ten great ways to give people hope um, from like a Christian point of view, and there's good points in there like give people hope with acceptance, give people hope with love, give people hope with appreciation, and here's a really good one. There's two really good ones that, that I think of personally. Give people hope with approval and then give people hope with connection. Now, why are those two important? Well, they're important because, especially nowadays, most people are really looking for approval. They really want someone to validate their existence um, and also to hear them out. So, the need for approval essentially is met by building up or affirming a person and acknowledging the importance of the relationship that you have with them. So it's not so much them you're you're giving approval to, right? Is that you're giving approval to let your a relationship with them. Oftentimes this is also um, like this is viewed through children. You know, it's not that you're telling your child good job. You're giving your kid approval through their through through your relationship with them and what you've done. So you say good job son what you're doing actually is that you're telling your kid you know what my dad who loves me who is my father right is giving me approval that's the link that the kid's brain is making not like oh wow i'm I'm great you know that comes on later with age right that people may not assimilate the approval that you're giving them with the connection you're giving them approval to themselves And and that's totally fine if they take it that way but this leads into giving people hope with a connection, right? So if someone is sick or someone is having, um, or someone's angry or someone is not, someone's not at their equilibrium, someone's not having a good day, what really gets them past that is a connection. Um, it's often said that the need for connection is met when we enter another person's world, right? And there's really no substitute for spending time with someone. And just, just as a small caveat, what I'm mentioning here also is perfectly applicable in Christianity too. See, Christianity is a connection-based religion. It's, it's, about, it's about two things, you and Jesus Christ. That's it. You know, there's the Bible and there is church and fellowship and that kind of stuff. But what separates Christianity from everything is the fact that you have a redeemer that you can actively talk to, right? And what's cool is that 
God is looking to manage a connection with you. God wants to spend time with you, right? So in psychology, right? If we can prove that there's really no substitute for spending time with someone and that people get validated through connections, not just endorphins and not just through um, acts of linguistic um, affection, you know, as i.e. giving approval, it's also eminently true in the much older and much more time-tested um, religion of Christianity, right? God wants to spend time with you. That's that's a connection that you're building up with, and it's that connection that makes you strong. So just like with God, with people, um, it's good to listen to them from your heart, and it's really good to tell them and show them what it is they mean to you. And that doesn't have to be something crazy. Like for instance, you know, I was sick, but my wife went well out of her way to manage the house and to bring me medicine and to, you know, if I if I if I was feeling so sick that I couldn't get off the couch, that she would bring me food. She was affirming our connection by saying, Look, I, I love you and I'm gonna just show you by taking care of you. And that honestly made me feel better than I would have. Um because it, because of that connection. So even if someone that you know is going through a hard time, it's oftentimes better to spend time with them and to just show the connection. You know, I don't know how to make you feel better, but I'm here for you and I'm going to spend time with you and I can, and, and you can inquire into their life and get them talking and just let them realize that, look, there's people here for you. And what's even better, you can tell them about the fact that God is here for them and that they can talk to him and that yes, talking to him does make a difference and you actually you actually can be made to feel better by God by talking to him God can do anything guys absolutely anything right and, and that kind of leads into this article's sixth point of giving people hope with comfort right that that comfort is is accomplished through supporting that connection that you have with them that's just one thing that kind of keeps me keeps me buoyed is that there's there's always another point out there to research. There's always another point to to get at to realize how to be a better person in the long run. If you ever want to, if you ever stuck in a rut, you know, as we've done a episode on, on being in ruts before, just find something else to improve yourself with, something else to research, some extra thing to invest yourself into that's positive, i.e., getting into the Word of God, finding. Um, ways to get in better shape, finding ways to um, connect better with others, there's always a way to improve. There's always a way to expand yourself in, in such a way that you, you're not feeling like you're locked down to something. And one such way that I've been kind of looking into stuff is I'm trying to find a way to quantify um, an important topic that's often not broached, which is called long suffering. So long suffering is something that can be misunderstood in a lot of ways, but it's also um, a fruit of the spirit, right? So the there's three fruits of the spirit in Galatians five. There's love, joy, and peace, right? And those constitute the first group of God's um, gracious blessings. The next group is long suffering, kindness, and goodness, right? And so long suffering is one that's really important to me because there's three topics that um, I like to use as categories: long suffering hope and faith. And I encourage you to kind of think about this in your own life and kind of ruminate on it. But how would you rank this, right? How would you rank long suffering, hope and faith? So just as an example, I rank them 
almost just like I mentioned them. So I, I ranked them as long suffering and then faith and hope because to me, in my Christian walk, long suffering, which I'll explain here soon, to me means following the rules of God, walking with him and abstaining from the sin that I can for him. Right. And I do that because of faith, i.e. why it's point two, because my faith in Christ um, is increased when I am long suffering, like when I am doing things to serve God and when, I, when I'm getting through hard events, when I'm walking the walk with God, right? And that faith then gives me hope when everything is brought to fruition. You know, as I'm going through things, I have faith and I have hope because of God's promises, which cause me to be buoyed by my long suffering, right? So long suffering comes from the Greek word makrothumia, which means long tempered or patient. Now, being long suffering doesn't mean that you're weak or that you have a, you know, weak personality or that you're not strong in character. In fact, it means the opposite. What it means is that you're, that you are strong in character and that you're bold in resisting rash reactions or in instantly responding to, to a situation where you might have just thought about it and been patient. Right. And we should all be grateful, honestly, that this is a, this is a fruit of the spirit, which means it comes from God, which means God is long suffering. Right. And we can see this. And one really good point is that, um, God for a while allowed the world to do like what it was doing and being in descending into sin. Right. And we can read this, right? So in first Peter one 20, we read that, which sometime were disobedient talking about the people when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water, right? God eventually, like the earth had reached a fullness of sin. So God um, wiped away those things, right? And so God was long suffering until he said, you know, until he knew that this was as far as this needed to go, right? And right now, you know, we we can all see the world as what it is right now, but I'm, I'm very thankful that God hasn't ended everything and raptured everyone up and gone through the whole process because each day that God long suffers through our sin and through our evil is another day that souls can be won and, and that people can come to repentance and know Christ and be saved and live forever in perfection. Right now, again, it's important to define what it is and to kind of put a a title on what's happening here. So God has long suffering. Um, and we can see why in second Peter three, eight through nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us ward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, therefore, if we fear God, right. And we keep his commandments, we can delight in his long suffering and his loving attitude towards us because as sinners, you know, we don't deserve God's long suffering, right? And then Paul speaks even further in Romans 2, 3 through, two, three through 4 and says, um, O man, that you shall escape the judgment of God, or do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance, right? And so Peter's just, just like reminding us that God was long suffering during, you know, like Noah's time, like I just read to you before, and that God really does have our end goal in mind. And he really does have patience with us. And he, and he, he allows us fruit, 
free will. He doesn't have to do that, right? But he does because he loves his children and he wants his children to come to him by their own free will. And as Christians, we have to be long-suffering, you know. So like Ephesians 4.2 mentions, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. You know, that's how we're supposed to be. And then we're following the advice of Paul in Colossians 1.11 through 12. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, God, until all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, um, mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. Long-suffering is in that list. We're called to be that. We're called to endure things and to endure them with grace and endure them with, um, honestly, as much as much poise as we can to, to, if you're being, if you're like receiving hardship to really take it on the chin, be, be stoic and hopeful and be and actually praise God for what you're going through. Because each time that God allows something to happen to you is to develop you, you know? And while there are things that happen that God doesn't, doesn't want to happen to us, trust that he knows, trust first that he knows what's happening, but also those things can also be like the fruitions of our sin. You know, you will reap what you sow. So it's not all God saying, oh yeah, like you're going through all this hardship because I'm trying to make you better. You might be going through hardship because you're, you're reaping what you sowed, right? But that, that, that is fine. You can employ your long suffering, learn from your mistakes and, and have that build up your faith and then give you hope immediately after. Just like I mentioned before, when I categorized those three topics. So, just to keep going here and to kind of close out, I hope all of you research long suffering and figure out how it applies to you and how you can bring that into your Christian walk. And don't forget to categorize those three topics, long suffering, um, faith and hope to see how it applies to you. Really take topics that you read in the Bible and don't just think about them as topics that God is talking about or Holy Scripture, all that kind of stuff, or it's doctrine, blah, 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 blah. Take the verse, take the passage, and think how it applies to you. Think not only how it applies to you, but think about how you can talk about it to someone else. Think about how you can practice that topic. Because it's so easy to just read the Bible and then close it. It's a different thing to honestly ask God what he means by it. And to think on how all you can phrase this into a five-minute or six-minute dissertation. Find a way to just apply each of these topics to your life. If you learn something in life, and this doesn't just go for the Bible, if you learn something in life, you learn best when you apply it to you. That's why I think a lot of people are moving over to online college. It's because since you have to learn it on the on your own, when you read that article about your topic, you have to really think about it and apply it to your brain. Because <laughs> if not, you're not gonna be able to learn it. You know, whereas in classrooms, the explanations are given to you. You know, your your teacher's gonna give you a speech on the topic. And that's also important when listening to this podcast. I'm giving you a synopsis of what's happening and I'm explaining topics to you. And so it's easy just to take my explanation or to just hear what I'm saying and then turn off the podcast. It's a different thing to, you know, earmark if you can what you heard, if you like something or if something like like appealed to you, listen to it um, and then apply it to your life. Think about how that applies to you and how that changes you in some kind of way. But just just know that long suffering is a good trait to have because it basically means that you're not surrendering to circumstances or succumbing to trials, right? Just like Jesus didn't surrender um, when he was going through all his hardship and how he and how he endured sin here on earth, 
here on earth showing us how to do it, we should be doing it. Jesus is an example. He showed us how to live without sin and how to endure being held on trial, to being ridiculed, to being cast out of places, to dealing with mass amounts of people, to being surrounded by sin when you're holy. God showed us how to deal with that. And so like, I would encourage you guys that if you're going through traffic to work and someone and someone cuts in front of you or, or does something dangerous, try to practice long suffering. Try to think about your reaction to that. Is your reaction to get mad or is your reaction to praise God that nothing bad happened, you know, which, which may engage you in a good conversation with Jesus Christ? You know, just things like that. Try to find a way to practice long suffering throughout your day to day. See how it affects you. See how easy or how hard it is for you. And if it is hard, that's something that you need to think about. And if it's easy, that's really good. But think about why it's easy for you. What in your life has led you has led you towards your ability to have long suffering and to be patient. Um, not to get too counselor here or, or too psychological, but hopefully the show today brings you back into the fold. Um, we'll be back to our normal shows next week on Saturday the full length stuff. I don't know what the topic's going to be. I'll ask God about it. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you guys for being a part of the show and for listening. Hopefully this this show changes your life as much as this opportunity to give a show to you has changed mine. But God bless you all. Y'all have um, a blessed day. And thanks for tuning in. <laughs>